Hey guys, here on the Gold Coast, still in lockdown. Hope you're not going too stir crazy out there. Got a really cool opcast coming up for you. A guy called Chris Burkard, really well-known photographer, adventure guy. Always wanted to meet him. Let's check him out. Have a chat with him and see what he's up to. Chris, thanks for being on the podcast, mate. Phew, stoked to be here, man. Tell us, um, tell us about yourself for those uh, who aren't too familiar about you. Uh, well, shoot, I'm Californian, born and bred. Uh, I live kind of in the central part of the state. It's uh, pretty far from any major town or city, and I grew up, you know, ditching school, basically jumping fences and surfing Southern Big Sur and cold water, and I just. I don't know, I kind of fell in love with uh, those empty roads and sort of, you know, crappy waves that you get when you have California as your home base. And, you know, those adventures sort of led me just to bigger and broader things. And I, I started working for the surf magazines when I was like 20, Transworld Surf back in the day, Chris Cote, Pete Terrace, and then Surfline on staff, and then Surfer Magazine for about eight years under, you know, Grant Ellis and Joel Patterson and... Um, you know, Brandon and everybody. So yeah, I mean, a huge part of my life was like working for the mags and traveling and just trying to get those guys to pay for trips to places that I knew there was a low likelihood of scoring, you know, but they always seem to pay off in some way. So <laughs> tell us about Chris, tell us about your movie. Um, Under the Antique Sky it was a huge hit, like in the surfing yeah. world and outside of it. Uh, it was amazing. I've been checking it out. Like you got to take me on one of those trips. That uh, tell me, Dude, tell that, me about that, that movie and um, and where'd you go? Yeah, that means so much, man. I'll tell you what. It's like the, there's nothing more insane than having you know a talent bringing a talented surfer to a place where I don't think they would normally go because you're able to mix like the creativity of the of the place with you know this skill set that's insane. We. We basically it went to the northwest corner of Iceland. It's like a shamrock, right? Yeah. Took a boat up to some remote kind of wave that we had seen on Google Earth, and it it didn't pan out. We ended up trying to chase the storm. The storm caught us, and we were caught in this massive, you know, 25-year biggest storm ever. And it was a funny film because it was, you know, it started out as one thing. We wanted to, like, tell the story about finding that wave, and we ended up sort of finding ourselves in the process, like – you know, you know that trips are about like, you know, the friendship, the camaraderie you create more so than like the waves you scored. And we ended up having this crazy kind of life changing experience surfing under the northern lights. And it was it was rad. I mean, the film really was about like the beauty of uh, friendship and whatnot. So, yeah, I mean, something important for everybody. Cool. And uh, Iceland, how many times have you been there? I've been there 41 times, dude. It's uh, my, no way. My, really? yeah, my wife. My wife jokes that I've got another family I'm supporting over there, kids. <laughs> all that. You know, how how yeah. do you get up there? What where do you fly to? And um, you know, it's so easy. It's like nowadays you can literally take a single flight, you know, direct from here, land in Reykjavik, and then you know you're land you land at 6:45 a.m. and you're basically like you have the whole day ready to go. And the crazy thing is, I remember the first trip I did to Iceland was with Sam Hammer billabong athlete and josh molkoy and some others and like from the airport we drove this was the early days like back 
15 years ago. We drove like 15 minutes from the airport. And we found these slabs that were insane. Like the best waves of the trip were the first day, right when we landed. You know how that goes. You're so unprepared. But it was it was sick. I kind of like fell in love with it. You know, I'm sure I'm sure you know that feeling. Yeah. Um, I got a, I got an epic view of your dreadlock right now. It's just. Oh, like, that, oh really? I've got one sticking out. Thank you for telling me. It's a beauty. It's a beauty. You should uh, um, auction that yeah, thing off for charity. Uh, we got snapper behind us, and like the waves, uh, I had a surf. It's like three foot and kind of really fun, but oh. it's a little cold. Like I want my four three, but um, nothing like Iceland. <laughs> it's like the water's Dude. probably like I don't know, like thirty degrees, and yeah, I still I'm Are still you? in my four three, but the air's chilly. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, uh, Chris, rumor has it you're starting a new partnership with Billabong. Now, uh, tell us about that. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, the over the years, I've really tried to align myself with brands that have kind of a similar vision. And the ADIV line adventure division is really focused on pushing the boundaries. You know all about it, you know, like yeah. farther off the beaten path, making materials and clothing that supports that stuff, whether it's cold weather, whether it's, you know, scorching hot weather. And so it was rad because I was like, hey, there's a lot of places I want to go. There's a lot of trips I want to do, stories I want to tell. And I brought them this idea um, to make this film called Unner, which is uh, actually it's about an Icelandic surfer and his relationship with his daughter. It's rad. And that film was supported by Billabong and um, it's premiering at like Tribeca and Mountain Film, all these big festivals. It's going to be rad. So after that, I was like, let's let's keep doing this. Let's like make it a partnership. And so we kind of just, you know, jumped on board. And I don't know. I mean, the athlete roster is insane. And when you can tap into that and go to places like that's the sickest thing ever. Yeah, I'm pretty excited actually because I've always wanted to go up there, and now Billabong's found you. That means you've uh, you found me, and you're gonna take me, right? Dude, I I, I told him I'm like I I have to have Aki get on a trip. Like that's my dream is just to, you know, take you up there and, and let you experience it. I mean, it's insane, like the the beauty yeah. of the place, right? And yeah. you never know what you'll find. Like that's the cool part. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, what about, you know, like, we can't do anything right now, Chris, hey, like, the lockdown, um, I know America's going through it really hard right now, this, yeah. um, this uh, coronavirus, uh, so right. how long since you've been on a trip, and what have you been doing in this lockdown period? Shoot, I mean, I don't know about you, but for me, this is the, this is, in the last 15 years, this is the, uh, I, I've never traveled so little in 15 yeah. years, I mean, it's, it's awesome spending time with my kids, I'm just, you know, hanging out, like, you know, riding my bike, trying to get in the water when I can, but the beaches are kind of, you know, slowed down a little bit. But honestly, like, it's been such a rad time to plan. Like, I had a call with the team today talking about going up to Alaska. Um, I've been looking into, like, new spots and trying to find new waves. And, I mean, I'm sure that, you know, that's a part of what makes it fun when you, like, put in that time. And then finally, when everything opens up, I feel like everybody's going to appreciate being outdoors what that gives us, you know, for you, for me, like it's church, you know, like that's such a way of finding yourself. And right now it sucks. We can't really go out with friends, but I think any element of fresh air is like so worthwhile. Yeah. So. I, even though it's been so devastating losing so many people, but I mean, there's no buts about it, but I mean, the air, the air quality and everything's going to be a lot better after this. I mean, the world's kind of appreciate it. Like the mother earth so, really is going to appreciate Yeah. You know, not losing the people, obviously, but um, the yeah, place cleaning up, and um, you know, there's going to be a lot more fish and 
clean and, yeah. and everything. So there is it's, a positive side to it. It's yeah, and maybe it'll make us a little more conscious as to like, yeah. well, wow, if we give Earth a break a little bit, like yeah. all this happens and all this returns. And I think that in many ways, like that's one of the beauties of what we get to do is experience like nature at its purest. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. That was great. Thank you. Let me just get back. Um, okay, yeah. Um, more recently, Chris, uh, we saw you on a snow trip, a Billabong snow trip, but I haven't been on one in years and years. Dude, I love the snow. let's go. Obviously, just like you. Um, that was in Japan. Um, uh, what was the story behind the Bode Merrill snow angle video? Yeah. So, yeah, there's this rad video of Bodie Merrill basically doing, yeah, doing a snow angel. And I mean, to be honest, what's rad is like, for me at least, I, I love taking, you know, surfers and then going on a trip where they're snowboarding or skiing. And I love taking skiers and taking them on a trip where there's potential to surf. I mean, the, the whole point is to get people into uncomfortable situations and document it because that's, that's where the best stories come from. I mean, a lot of the, the early films of you with Jack and stuff like that, that inspired me to go on so many trips, you know, and I think when I posed this idea to Billabong to go to Japan, I was like, there's a spot I know of that's so epic, has really fun waves. And it was cool to see the snowboarders basically get off the mountain and just be so willing to like jump out in the snow and go surf. Like we, there was a full blizzard. We couldn't even see them from the car. It was catabatic winds. We couldn't bring them in. They were so stoked. And I, I think that, I don't know, there's something to that type of like excitement. It's childlike, you know, it's just fun to document. So Bodie, he got out from a session, walked up the beach and he's just sitting there watching the surf, you know, snow was falling. It was like, you know, six inches of snow in like two hours. And he's wow. just making a snow angel in the black sand. Then he runs back out and surfs for another like hour. I was, I mean, on the, on the beach, I was freezing. It was like negative <laughs> 15, but yeah. And I mean, he's a champ. He's a really talented dude and like has a cool story. So it was, it was oh, sick. Sick. Um, hey, Chris, I've just got a couple fan questions for you. Oh no. And um, uh, the first one is from Jonas Pan. And he asks yeah. you, if you had only one lens for the rest of your life, what would it be? Um, probably the 16 to 35, you know, like when you're, you know, when people are shooting in the water, like fisheye is so cool, but yeah. there's something rad about like a little longer lens. It gives you the perspective of like, you're a surfer on the shoulder and you can see like what your eye sees, you know, it's a little more like zoomed in. I think there's something, it makes the wave look really cool from that perspective. Um, I also like it for landscapes. It's rad for showing like a wide perspective when you get to the beach and you're like looking out the car window or over someone's shoulder, you know, when, when, when someone's like arrives at some desert point and they throw their hands up, you can kind of be right behind them, like getting that emotion, which is rad. Oh, cool. Very cool. Um, this one's from Connor Taylor. What was the mess? Um, Connor Taylor asked you what, was the most memorable photo you've ever taken? Definitely Josh Molkoy surfing in remote Alaska under this big volcano. It's just this crazy photo that really represents like the, the worthwhile effort to go and find this crazy place that then delivered epic results. Like um, it was a, it was a super hard place to get to. We thought we were going to get skunked. We sat through tons of storms and then all of a sudden we got like some of the best waves I've ever seen. Just perfect reefs really fun points and a big slab that was like way out the back. So that, that trip, that photo kind of culminates the whole trip for sure. Yeah. 
cool. Thank you very much. Um, uh, this question is from uh, David MTV56, and he asked you, <laughs> <laughs> he asked you, where's the next place you're going to go to after this whole lockdown finishes? Um, and uh, and he said you, you can't, it can't be Iceland, which is not fair. But yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I'm actually trying. I mean, I, I personally think that, you know, for you and for me, like inter, you know, continental travel will open up first. So I'm looking at going to maybe Alaska, maybe BC, um, British Columbia. I, I feel like the summertime is rad in Alaska. You know, the water's really warm. You can wear a four, three, no hood, no gloves, maybe do a boat trip up there. Um, I'm just looking at places that I could explore that are near home, you know, that don't require me to, you know, go to Europe or something like that. And obviously, you know, it's springtime, summertime. So we're looking for South swells and places like Mex. And I don't know. I mean, anywhere there's cold water, I'm fired up on. Okay, cool. Hey, um, Chris, I've just one last thing I've got for you is um, just some rapid fire questions. Um, yeah, yeah. Real quick. Uh, um, the last artist you listened to. The last artist. <laughs> Yeah. T.I. Okay, cool. Um, the last show you streamed, do you watch much uh, Netflix or anything? Yeah, no, I actually, <laughs> this goes hand in hand. I watched Hip Hop Evolution, and then I watched The History of the Beastie Boys on Apple TV. It, it's, it's sick. I recommend everybody watch it. They're okay. epic. It's super I'll good. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Um, last meal you cook? You like to cook? I love to cook, man. Uh, last, I mean, mass. It wasn't. I didn't cook it, but I, I made a huge salad for lunch. I'm a big salad dude, like salmon in there, everything. Big smoothie fan. Um, I don't know. I grill a lot of veggies. That's my deal. I love it. Um, the last photo you took, dude. It's been like a month since I picked up wow. a camera. The last photo I took was of my kids uh, sleeping out in their tent in the yard. I took that like last night. So. I mean, I feel like the, the phone is just as good of a tool to document daily life and to tell stories. So I, yeah, last night I, I poked out there and these things have night, they have like night mode, you know? So I just sniped a quick photo, which was pretty rad. Bless it. Um, coffee or tea for you? Tea, always. Tea, nice. Yeah. Um, I know this answer, warm weather or cold, uh, it's a warm weather surf trip or or cold weather surf trip. That's a no-brainer, right? I mean, cold weather always. You know, I've definitely found better waves in warm weather, but the best surf I've ever found has been on those cold trips. And it happens more rare, but when you find it, it's like you feel you're 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 by yourself and you're always in the mountains, you're always in a fjord. It's always a more rewarding experience. Oh, I thought yeah. you'd say that. Um, your favorite person to surf with? Oh shoot. <laughs> oh man. Probably my, my kid, but I, I think, you know, Dan Malloy, Dan Malloy, Keith Malloy, they were always a favorite to like shoot and document and hang with just like somebody that can get on any board is so cool, you know, yeah. and shred. So. Cool. Okay. Well, uh, I think we got it. Chris, thank you so yeah, much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I Dude. can't wait to go on a trip with you. Yeah, man, I, I, it's gonna happen, guaranteed, hundred percent. I'm psyched. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Cheers. Bye.